Hey guys, welcome to Activism Uncensored with the Brown Activists, a series where we discuss activism from a Gen Z perspective. This season, hosts Prerna, Minakshi, and Meg will tackle all things activism in the South Asian community, from cultural awareness to stigmas. On today's podcast episode, the Brown Activists will take on colorism. The textbook definition of colorism is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Now we know colorism is a huge issue within India, both in North India and in South India. Women of color often spend 8 billion on bleach and greens worldwide each year. This includes Fair and Lovely and other various brands that are constantly being advertised to darker skinned people in India. And colorism ties really closely with privilege and class in India. Lighter skin tone is often associated with being upper class, being rich, while darker skin is often hand in hand with being in the lower class. And this is because back in the British Raj era and you know, many years ago in India, people who often worked had tanner skin because they worked outside in the, in the heat. And that meant that lighter skinned people were inside. And that basically led to the whole lighter skinned people being rich, darker skinned people being poor. Now we know that actors actively participate in these fair and lovely ads because being lighter skin meant you had more privilege in India. A huge example of this is Yami, Yami Gautam because she is the face of Fair and Lovely. And even though she said that, oh, it's not my problem, she actively contributes to colorism within India. If you're gonna advertise these Fair and Lovely ads and being fair, it's gonna be harmful to um, many kids and many people in India who are darker skinned. And because these ads, you know, they target like a large range of viewers on television. Whoever owns a television in India has likely come across one of these fair and lovely ads before. And this includes a lot of people who were close to me when I was living in India. So for example, um, back when I was living in Chennai, Tamil Nadu, I had a maid, a live-in maid who worked in the building right next to my house. And what she would do with her paycheck is every time she got her paycheck, she has like four kids, but instead of paying money to her kids and supporting their futures, their education, marriages, etc., what she would do is she would buy fair and lovely products. And this was really a harmful practice for her because, you know, you have an entire family that you're trying to support and instead buying a product that, you know, barely even works sometimes, you know, these ads, you know, they only promote like, they promote fairness, but like all they give you in return is, you know, just a bleached looking face. And it doesn't even represent, you know, Yummy Gautam or the people in the fair and lovely ads right? It's basically almost false advertising in a sense. And, you know, she used to use these fair and lovely products and especially because she used to work outside a lot, right? My maid. And, you know, she used to tend to our garden sometimes. And, you know, as we were saying with people who labor outside a lot, especially in South India, right? It's, there's so much heat coming in and you're obviously going to get tan and then your skin's going to be darker. And what's the first thing you're going to turn to when, class and being privileged in India is directly tied in into fair and lovely. And then you're going to turn to that product, you know, in order to gain that privilege in a sense. So that's what my maid had to turn to. And it was a really harmful practice. Luckily, she stopped it soon enough after realizing that fair and lovely doesn't work. But the practice in itself and the millions of people that these ads target are just so harmful. We know that colorism, uh, 
began in India due to the British Raj enforcing beauty standards, because obviously when the British came to India, um, they were promoting the idea that if you were light skinned and white, pale like us, you would be you would be richer, you would have better privilege and all that stuff. That's where colorism mainly started because of the colonization because of the colonization of the British two hundred years ago. It led to all these harmful stereotypes and standards that we see today in India. And with those standards that came with colonization and the British Raj and what the stereotype of beauty is, it sort of translated into what the stereotype of beauty is in India as well. As you can see with the effects of colonization, right, Indian learning kind of transitioned into like British English learning or, you know, the Cambridge curriculum. I went to an international school where it was Cambridge curriculum. It was from Britain, right? It originated there. And a lot of this can be tied back into, okay, so when the colonization era occurred in like the 1930s, 40s, and the early 1900s, right? It all translated back into what it is today, right? And the same thing can be said with the beauty standard in India, where the beauty standard of being fair and very Eurocentric, right? Having that Eurocentric skin type and the Eurocentric features, right? That all translated into India and what is considered beautiful is what's considered white or fair, right? That's why a lot of North Indian fair actresses are very much appreciated in movies while maybe their darker skin counterparts are not. And you know, when talking about the beauty standard, when you compare the beauty standard of US and India, you can clearly tell a distinct difference, especially because of like how the beauty standard is in India where fairness is appreciated versus, you know, what's there in the US where you no know, tanning and stuff is appreciated. And we'll elaborate on that further, of course. I'd like to mention a time when I was living in India and, you know, this beauty standard really kind of came to light for me and where I first kind of recognized this. So in fifth grade, I was still living in Chennai and I had my homeroom teacher who was pretty dark skinned, you know, in India, like, especially in China, you had like different skin tones. You had some people who were like lighter skin tone because likely their parents were from North India or, you know, sometimes in China, you did have lighter skin people. But my homeroom teacher was one of those people who had pretty dark skin and, you know, darker than what you'd normally come across in, you know, Chennai. But what would happen is one day she came to me and she was like, we were just talking about something I don't remember but she distinctly told me like oh you know a lot of the kids in class were bullying me a teacher because she had darker skin than everyone else and as a fifth grader even I was astounded of course I was still naive back then and I didn't know much but I think anyone of any age can discern that bullying someone because of their skin color especially a teacher that is so wrong right so I had to tell her like okay you are beautiful no matter what skin tone you are. And you know what? Appreciate the dark color in your skin because you're still alive and your skin is gorgeous. You're healthy, right? And that's all that matters. And your skin is beautiful. Don't let other people tell you it's not. So luckily we had to, we got to bond over that moment. And I told her that like having dark skin isn't a bad thing. It's a great thing because it's gorgeous, right? My fifth grade teacher was amazing, but you know, you can clearly tell with how the kids treated her in class that like the beauty standard is so off when comparing, you know, the US like tanning beauty standard to like India and being super duper fair, right? And like Megan Minakshi said, colonization has definitely changed beauty standards and it's really led 
to the emphasization of the Eurocentric beauty standard, which we can really see today. I remember that there was a recent TikTok trend where um, they had friends had white people rate Indian actresses based on like how pretty or handsome they look. And someone mentioned that people would often rate the darker skinned actresses and actors lower and how the Eurocentric beauty standard really affected that because it's harder to appreciate different skin tones and darker skin tones when you've been raised to think like, oh, white is pretty or lighter is pretty. And so I think that's just another example of how you can see colorism is really prevalent today. We also mentioned earlier about how actors participate in skin lightening product ads. And in film industries, especially Indian industries like Bollywood and Tollywood, colorism is very prevalent. And I've seen movies like Fallout and Super 30 where leads are seen in brown face and they make their skin tones darker for roles. And that just really astounds me because there's absolutely no reason for actors to wear brown face when there are plenty of darker skinned actors out there who can easily play the role well, but they're just not given the chance because they don't fit that beauty standard. Darker skin is often antagonized in South Asian, South Asian films because often when you see North Indian films, the protagonist is lighter skinned, handsome, while the antagonists, which are usually depicted in gangs, often have darker skin, curly hair, and that just really feeds into the colorism issue that's so prevalent in India. Why do you, why are the Bollywood industries constantly putting darker skinned people as the antagonists and as the bad people? What does that give, what message does that give to their audience? What are young, impressionable, darker skinned people going to think when they see these films? And not only just like male leads when you're talking about protagonists versus antagonists, also like the female leads in films. A lot of the times, especially in like South India where like um, many of us grew up, you know, um, such as me, I remember seeing so many movies where the actress in those films, like for example, I watched a lot of Telugu films because I am originally Telugu, right? A lot of those Telugu films that I'd watch. So, you'd have the male lead who is originally from like Telangana or Andhra Pradesh, you know, that area where the movie's being filmed. But the actresses are always from North India. And I found that so weird, but it's just because they're always there. Like every single time you see one of those Tollywood movies, all those actresses are considered like, quote unquote, beautiful because they are fair. And I'm not saying in any way that they aren't beautiful. Literally, everyone in those films are like, they're gorgeous. But, you know, there's also so many other people who are originally from Telangana on the Pradesh and who understand like the language you know a lot of these North Indian actresses they have their voices dubbed because they don't know Telugu but there are plenty of qualified actresses who are darker skinned who are from Telangana on the Pradesh who are qualified to act in those roles but they're not because of the beauty standard of being quote-unquote fair. And we mentioned earlier how there's such a big difference uh, about colorism within the US versus India. And we can really see how like skin tones are, um, I guess, viewed here in the US versus in India. Like for example, you see in America that a lot of people are really interested in tanning and getting uh, their skin tones darker. Like you see all the time over the summer that people say, oh, I'm gonna go out to the beach and like do some tanning and have my skin tone be darker or they will actually have it professionally be done. And that's like completely different from what happens in India, where people literally have to buy skin lightening products and feel that they must do that because they're not going to be seen as pretty or handsome. 
um, which is like the complete opposite, you know, and you can really see how there's such a deep contrast. And can we also talk about like the contrast between the South Asian community in the U.S. versus, you know, people who are lighter skin, for example, like white communities in the U.S. when you're talking about the beauty standard and color, right? So you have a lot of people who are fairer skinned, maybe in the white communities, who are tanning and gaining color through tanning. And it, conversely, with the brown community, like, for example, me, I'm struggling to find concealer shades at my local Ulta because they don't really consider brown skin tones and brown undertones when, you know, making concealers for the U.S. population. You know, ever since, like, immigration started happening and a lot of, like, South Asians, people from Asia, people from so many different countries around the globe have been immigrating to America for new opportunities, you know, I would assume that the beauty industry would also change and also accommodate people who are moving and who have different skin tones, such as people from like South Asia who have, you know, the brown skin tones. But, you know, for concealer shades that I'm finding at Ulta, it's so hard to accommodate like skin tones that are kind of in the darker shades that aren't like completely like white community, like fair or, you know, like black skin tones but at the same time even you know for black skin tones they're not completely accommodated unlike you know some lines such as Fenty right for example um by Rihanna it has a lot of greater shades than maybe a company such as Tarte who barely makes any shades but you know as someone who moved from India to the U.S. and I was pretty dark back in India but I detanned as I came here just because of the different climates right so when I came to the U.S. I found it was so hard to buy concealers because they would never fit my undertones and my color itself was too dark for the concealers that were in the lines at Ulta. But as I kind of like started getting fair, you know, maybe it's because of quarantine, maybe I've been staying inside, but this, the concealer slowly started to match my shade better. And I'm not saying I'm terrible at picking concealers or anything. I'd like to say I'm pretty good at it. But in general, a lot of the things I've noticed, not just from me, but from other Indians and South Asians um, in the beauty community, a lot of them find that, you know, concealers don't match our skin tones and we just don't have the same like inclusion in the beauty industry that people in white communities do. And I'm, this is not only just for talking about South Asian people, but talking about like people in the black community, people in like, like other Asian communities around the US, we just don't have that representation and we can clearly see it there. Cause even for, you know, people in white communities who tan, they still have light enough skin tones that it would match the shades that beauty industries have upheld so far. And it's interesting that you mentioned how there's like a really a lack of inclusivity within the beauty industry and how that's actually starting to recently change. Because when you think about it, if a little girl or like even a middle schooler, if a person tries to go buy a shade of foundation or concealer and they find that they don't have one that matches their skin tone because their skin tone is darker than what's available it really affects their mindset they start they might even start to think that oh i'm not pretty enough because look my skin tone isn't even offered in here are dark people not considered pretty and that's really where change needs to really be happening because in even with simple things like buying foundation or a concealer, it really affects you when you realize that you're not included in that area. Colorism is not limited to just the people, but it's also to 
um, fictional characters and other people in the media. Another, like a huge person that I want to talk about is Kaya, which is a Daisy coded character from Genshin Impact. And if you search up Kaya fan art, you're going to see a lot of whitewashed fan art where he's gray, where he's really light skinned. And how does that make us feel as other South Asian people? It makes us feel insecure about our skin color and make us think, why are they whitewashing this clearly brown skinned character? This is huge in media, not only in uh, America, South India, and you can also see it in Asia, like K-pop um, industries where the K-pop idols are often using the app Snow and making their skin lighter, skin pale, and just overall not appreciating their own skin tone. So whitewashing is closely tied with colorism and it's not just limited to South Asia. It's literally everywhere, mostly in Asian countries. And as someone who has both used Snow and plays Genshin Impact, um, as someone also in the South Asian community, it's so disheartening when you just see the lack of representation for people like me in all these medias and see the whitewashing when clearly, like, I appreciate my culture. A lot of the people who are like South Asian and play these games, use these apps, we appreciate our culture. But when we see these medias telling us that, oh, white is beautiful, but you are not, it's just so disheartening. And you just feel a lot worse. Like Kai is one of my favorite characters in the game. And I just feel a lot worse when I see people just whitewashing his character and just taking away the culture that represents darker skin tones. And I hope there's more representation in the game soon and just in media in general and just less whitewashing. And going back to actors and the film industry, there's a lot of people who are actually starting to speak up about the rampant colorism within the industries. Like for example, Nandita Das, she actually started a campaign against colorism, which is called Dark is Beautiful. And that's just so nice to hear because people are actually starting to realize what a harmful impact colorism has and they're starting to fight against it. And when talking about the changes in perception of colorism and going against it, saying dark is beautiful, since, you know, Black Lives Matter in 2020, as mentioned in previous podcast episodes, there's been so many more calls for accountability and for, you know, calling out the prejudices against, you know, people of darker skin tones in the Black community, South Asian community, et cetera. And, you know, there are so many more people realizing that colorism isn't good. You know, we already have so much prejudices against, you know, people of color in the U.S. that we shouldn't be adding colorism, something that is just a beauty perception into this, right? So, a lot of people in the South Asian community or the Black community, et cetera, we've been calling out brands such as Fair and Lovely for promoting this prejudiced view of color and saying that fair is more beautiful. And we're also calling out the people starring in this ad like Yami Gautam or Priyanka Chopra by you know, saying like that, oh yeah, we have to love ourselves, et cetera. But then they're starring in these ads and promoting this fair is beautiful concept when in reality, all colors are beautiful. And it's really good because our community is changing. It's showing us that we can't stand for these things anymore. And that's really the call to action that this podcast is trying to tell you guys that we need to start calling out these brands. And, you know, on social media, whenever you see something that shows prejudice against people who are darker skin tones, you know, consider it and show that dark is beautiful. We can hold accountability for these things and we can show that colorism isn't a good thing and we need to promote change in our communities. 
And with that, we wrap our episode for today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Brown Activist and on Twitter, brownactivist underscore. Thanks for joining us and see you next episode.